Welcome, my name is Dan Morgan, and thank you for tuning in to the Podcast Potables Network, home of both Process Potables and The Brew Coats. We are proud to be part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family. You can find all things Underground Sports Philadelphia on Twitter, at UndergroundPHI. We would also like to thank Design Tree for being a partner of the Podcast Potables Network. You can find shirts from us and much, much more at designtree.com and at designtree on Twitter. We are on social media, including Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Process Potables. Thank you to everybody for listening, and please, if you haven't already, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. We'll get you right into the episode in just a minute, but first, our friends in the presence of wolves. Everybody, welcome to the premiere episode of the Brew Coats podcast. This episode is titled "The Mariel Shayok Experience." My name is Dan Morgan, and I appreciate anybody who is giving this podcast an opportunity. We are a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast network. Me and Kyle Bennett have been covering the Blue Coats for Underground Sports Philadelphia. We will be doing so for the entire season, and want to bring you insider information from Delaware that we can only get from being at the games, talking to the players and things like that, and trying to tie it into the Sixers a little bit, focusing on the prospects that we think will eventually make a difference or could make a difference sooner than later, Uh, hence that we are going to dive very heavily into Mario Shayok right away, as even just for two games in the G League, uh, I I know a lot of Sixers fans probably watched him in Summer League as well, and even the preseason, and, and he's been nothing but impressive just shades of of Kevin Durant. I'm not afraid to say it. I'll put it out there right now. Uh, It'll be a long time till that potential could even possibly come to fruition, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. And there are just significant, a significant number of glimpses that, that really give you hope that he could develop into a very real helpful player. And I think even this season that he could come through uh, and and make a difference for this Sixers team, uh, maybe in the second half of the season. Getting underway, the Bluecoats have opened the season with back-to-back games at home. Their opener was this past Saturday against the Maine Red Claws, where they did lose 148-125. to But keeping with the theme of Mario Shayok and just the potential scoring ability of this Bluecoats team between Shayok and specifically Xavier Munford as well, the starting point guard, Shayok had 34 points in that game on 14 of 24 shooting from the field, 3 of 7 from 3 in about 30 minutes. And Xavier Munford had 29 points. He had three in the first half and then turned it on to 26 in the second, trying to bring back the Bluecoats, but it just wasn't enough. The main Red Claws were led by Tremont Waters with 28 and Romeo Langford, who people may be familiar with, who had 27 uh, pacing the Red Claws. So a tough first game, but a lot of the Bluecoats players, both Saturday and Monday night, after the game against Greensboro, which they won, which we'll get into, mentioned that there are a lot of first-game jitters. There's a lot of shaking the rust off, and especially for these these guys that didn't get a chance to play with the Sixers and didn't get opportunities in Summer League. Uh, a lot of them mentioned that they just had to get into a rhythm. So there was very obvious that in the second half, they, they played a lot better 
and that you could tell that they were just kind of knocking the rust off. So that was good to see, and it seemed like it set them up for success on Monday night where they defeated the Greensboro, Greensboro Swarm 141-135. to So both these games shootouts. The G League does tend to play at a higher pace. It is a game of very, very significant and substantial runs, which Coach Johnson uh, for the Bluecoats talked about after the game on Monday, about how in the G League pretty much no lead is safe and that that's something that they have to work on is, is playing with consistency and holding on the leads and things like that because teams score in significant bunches. But... The Bluecoats sit at 1-1 one one going into their first road game. They play Friday night at the Long Island Nets before returning home for a back-to-back. They play the Canton Charge. Me and Kyle will be there on Saturday, so make sure that you're following us on Twitter and following Underground Sports Philadelphia and Process Potables, where we'll be able to give you updates on the game and from the players and everything like that. In regards to Monday's game, so since we were there covering it, we did get to speak to Coach Connor Johnson for the Bluecoats after the game. And we wanted to talk to him about Zaire Smith, about Mario Shayok, and also about Norvell Pell, who played his first game with the Bluecoats Monday night. He was not available Saturday for the openers. He had been traveling with the Sixers for a road trip. So Monday was his first action back in Delaware. So on Monday, both Chris Kumaje and Norvell Pell fouled out of the game. And Coach Connor Johnson was asked about the difficulty of big men in the position that the Bluecoats put them in, which is that that Batman role that the Sixers organization as a whole kind of has as a philosophy, starting with Embiid up at the NBA level. And we saw, you know, a ton of flashes from Norvell Pell in the preseason doing that same thing. And people that have followed him in Delaware know that that's been a very, very, uh, a role that he has excelled in tremendously. So the Bluecoats had to go without a center for the last, I believe it was five minutes of that game. And Coach Johnson said on them fouling out, quote, It's very difficult to be a rim rim protector who doesn't foul. We're asking for a lot. He said it was a combination of bigs needing to do a better job not fouling, but also the perimeter defense not allowing so much penetration. On Norvell Pell specifically, Coach Johnson said, quote, Norvell is a guy I really enjoy coaching, a great guy to talk to, great guy to work with. We're very happy to see his success. Now, that was also in regards to the fact that Pell is on a two-way contract with the Sixers, which means he gets a significant pay bump and also is getting time with the team. So that's awesome to see for everybody that has rooted for him for a long time and really thought, especially with all the issues the Sixers have had at the backup center position the last year or two, that you know Norval Pell maybe could have been a guy to fit into that role a little bit. Obviously, the Sixers filled those needs with Al Horford and Kylo Quinn, but there will be times this year that we see Norval Pell and it seems like the Blue Kits have set him up to have success at the NBA level, as well as to continue to do that in the G League. A lot of people seem to be concerned with Zaire Smith. Coach Johnson was asked about this as well. And this is what he had to say so far about Zaire Smith and his experience with him in Delaware. Quote, I think he's really got good instincts for playing. I think it's early. We just played a couple of games and our guys are getting a feel for each other. I think Zaire is in that process just like anyone else. I do think he had some standout defensive possessions. Martin was trying to go at him. They wanted Martin to get going, and he couldn't, largely because Z sat down, played his stance, moved his feet, level and chest all over the place, and that's good to see. We keep building him up on offense. We keep getting him opportunities. I think he's going to take that well. I think he's got the right mindset. He's an unselfish player. He sees the floor really well, and the more reps he gets, the more he can figure out how to pick it apart. That's what the G League is for. 
I don't know if I watched the same game that Coach Johnson watched. I know that he must have a better eye for this than I do. I'm not here to ever try and assume that he's wrong. I'm a big fan of his. But my impression in watching Zaire through two games is that he doesn't handle physicality very well. The shot mechanics really kind of aren't there. And it seems like he goes between being very, very passive and trying to force things and them not really coming to fruition. It's obviously too early to panic. You know, he was a rookie last year. He obviously dealt with a lot. But I think there is a medium ground between Sixers Twitter's ridiculous level of concern and the reality that Zaire is, at at best, a much more raw project than many of us thought. And I don't think that he's going to have an impact on the Sixers specifically this season at all and would find it more likely that he is a player that they have to call on next year or even two years down the line when they start having to avoid the luxury tax or even more likely is that he's actually a very movable piece this upcoming deadline as they try to figure out their three-point shooting and scoring off the bench and whatnot. On Mariel Shayok, Coach Johnson had this to say, quote, we have to find ways to kind of make him more efficient. He can't take five dribbles to score. He's got to be quick. He's a talented shot maker from all levels, but he won't get six dribbles in the NBA to do it. That's what we're working on here. So my praise for Shaq has been that his shooting mechanics look incredible. He can score from all three levels. And even in difficult shot opportunities, he's, he's very strong with his technique. I think he's a better athlete than he gets credit for, but he's definitely not elite. In the G League, he's above average. So what Coach Johnson says here, I think is very, very important. Like he's just going to polish his offensive game down there. I don't think there's anything he specifically is, you know, working on mechanically, but it's just about adding moves, footwork, you know, very, very much the fine tuning aspects of it to get him ready for the NBA level. It's everything else he's learning down there that I think is going to help him a lot. It's learning team defense. It's learning how to defend one-on-one, to work on lateral quickness, to work on analyzing defensive sets, running half-court offensive sets, and things like that. He's also getting some opportunities to kind of play a point-forward type of role uh, when Xavier Munford's not out there playing the point. So it's good to see them experimenting with him, getting him into different scenarios and opportunities. And everything they're doing, I think, is setting him up for success to be a guy the Sixers call on early. I think that he could definitely be a guy that the second half of this season gets opportunity. We talked to Haywood Highsmith after the game as well. Haywood had a a much better performance this past Monday in the win than he did Saturday. uh, Haywood Highsmith for the season is averaging 11 points, 6.5 boards, 2.5 assists, and 2 steals a game on 60% shooting from the field. Sixers fans will recall he did get a short run with the team toward the end of last year. Didn't really get much opportunity and didn't really make the most of the limited minutes he had. But it was good to see him back with the team as I think there were questions on whether he was going to be at any level with this team after it didn't seem like he was in the Sixers plans. But he looked very, very good and active on Monday, especially on the defensive end. I asked him specifically about his kind of Swiss Army knife role, having to do a little bit of everything for the team. And he said this, quote, that's basically my game. Rebound, score, steals, defense, basically do whatever. If I got to get five threes, get five steals, get five assists, whatever I got to do to help us win. We also got to ask him about uh, what he thought about Mariel Shayok. He said, quote, he's a great scorer, probably the best scorer in the G League. I tell him all the time, guys are going to key on you, try to take him out of the game, try to mess with him. 
Playing with a guy like that makes the game easier for me, helping me find my shot, being aggressive on the defensive end, and trying to find him the ball. So clearly high praise for Shayok from his teammates as well. Mariel for the season, only through two games, but 32 minutes a game is averaging 38 points, 7.5 rebounds, and 3 assists, shooting 55% from the field, 37.5% from three, and 92% from the line. (laughs) Even if there's a drop-off in that productivity, being like an off-the-bench scorer for the Sixers, like it's very clear that he can be, at the very least, an average three-point shooter, an average scorer, and I I think the upside is tremendous there for him. Zaire so far through the first two games is averaging 11 points, five rebounds, and two assists, playing 30 minutes a game. He's only shooting 45% from the field, and the troubling stat here, 14.3% from three and 66.7% from the free throw line. So, like I said, the shooting mechanics look off to me. It's something that I hope they're working on with him down there. I watched him in pregame shoot-around, and even then there were a lot of pretty bad misses on stuff he was working on from beyond the arc, but he's working on it, so... You, you hope for it, but again, when we address that level of concern from Sixers fans, I think it is a very real thing. A lot of us came into this season expecting that he might even you know, be in a competition with Matisse Seibel and, and James Ennis for playing time, and clearly there is a, a sig- significant gap in the skill level between Matisse and James Ennis and Zaire Smith, those two and him. So Xavier Munford is, is really the interesting one so far because he's not a younger prospect. He's 27. He spent a couple years in the G League already, but so far through the first two games, 32.5 points, six boards, four and a half assists, and 32 minutes a game. And these numbers are insane. 50% from the field, 64.3% from three, and 91% from the line. He's also averaging two and a half steals a game and only two and a half turnovers as the team's primary initiator and facilitator. We were talking earlier as we're hanging out here at Aiton Sand Brewery in Woodbury thanks to them for having us of course that Munford is is interesting because at 27 I had to look up just to see you know what what the book on him was and I mean he's 6'3 he's not even undersized he has an NBA body he is about he's an average athlete or so he wasn't torching anybody even down in Delaware but he can he can hold his own and I wanted to go back to see him in the past and he has two seasons uh, two years ago and four years ago, where he shot over 40% from three, albeit in the G League, 44.4% two years ago and 41.2 four years ago. So this guy has a track record of being a very, very good shooter and also being able to play the point guard position. And it's interesting that uh, he's in the Sixers system now, and I wonder if at some point there could be a role for him. He has a lot of experience, not not in the NBA per se, but a lot of basketball experience and even in the G League and uh, could also be a guy that maybe the Sixers, if, if injuries happen or if guys get released, I know there's a lot of questions regarding how long Trey Burke kind of hangs around this team. He's finally started to get into games, but we're here right now watching the Sixers Magic game and haven't seen a sign of him. So I think at this point Trey Burke's been in two games this season. Yeah. I think so. The whole Trey Burke situation has been really weird. So I wonder if Munford could be a, a cheap alternative to him. If he's a guy that asks for a release or maybe gets has to be a, a throwaway piece in a deal or something. It's something to look out for, but really impressive stats from Munford so far. And after a really slow first half in the home opener last Saturday, has really turned it on for the uh, the past six quarters of basketball for the Bluecoats. So, uh, like we had said before, 
Bluecoats continue their season Friday night at the Long Island Nets and are back home Saturday versus the Canton Charge. We will be in the house on Saturday, so again, please make sure that you're following us. If you have any questions regarding any specific players, if there's even anything you want us to try and ask, if we get the chance to speak to them, we will definitely give it a shot. If you're looking for any coverage on a specific player, let us know. We can look for shoot-around, we can try and get the interviews, and we can pay attention during the games as we're covering them. So definitely reach out to us, definitely... uh, Leave those five-star ratings and those reviews in the podcast feed. And again, thanks to everybody for checking out this new podcast. Again, this is the Brew Coats Podcast, the Meryl Shayok Experience. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks.